What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Hello, welcome to We Know's Parenting. I'm Beth Newell. I'm Peter McNerney. And this is a parenting podcast. It sure is. If you were expecting something else, <laughs> tough luck. I feel like we just get better and better at the intro as we go along. <laughs> I think we just are less worried about getting it right. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, catching up since last week, what's what's new? Um, we just had sex, um, which is something I'm not comfortable sharing. And uh, if you're our parents, just we're not going to talk about it. I just want to acknowledge it. As a thing that is one of the one things I'm afraid to talk about on this podcast, but just as a thing to do before recording, I gotta say, I'm feeling pretty relaxed. Wow. <laughs> Maybe I won't interrupt you so much. <laughs> you're, you're, you'll be significantly calmer than usual. I'm now very embarrassed. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna delete this later. No, I don't have time. I gotta get on a plane in like six okay. hours. Well. Anyway, that's what we've been up to. Um, yeah, you know, we should have recorded this an hour ago, but we decided to strengthen our bond as, as a marriage <laughs> instead, and I stand by that choice. How do you is there anything else you wanted to say about it? I've already said too much. <laughs> the funny thing is I think you're more uncomfortable with this being discussed on the podcast than I am, but you just keep <laughs> discussing. 
Yeah, it's I. It's like you know when when Bryn knows he's doing something wrong, he has something he shouldn't. He'll mm-hmm. like weirdly sneak towards you to see if you're checking on him, and it just gives him away. I sit down and I'm like, boy, I don't want to say the thing in my head, and then that's the first <laughs> thing I say. Doesn't that make you comfortable knowing that I can't lie to you? I mean. You can lie to me in in the sense that you don't always think about the words you're saying until they come out of your mouth. It's true. And they're just like exaggerations of the truth. Yeah, but anything truly deceitful, (laughs) I can't can't hold on to that. What has happened this week? (laughs) Maven's potty trained. Can we say that? Uh, Yeah, I mean... When I picked her up the other day, she'd had two accidents at daycare in the same day. But none the rest of the week. And uh, today she wore underwear for the first time. So we did. We had her go commando last week because underwear, uh, it gives kids a false, false sense of security. Like it feels yeah. like a diaper. So when I, we first started doing it, we went naked and then pants, no underwear. And today she went underwear, pants, and she had a per- perfect day. Well, what I'll say, the, over the weekend what she was doing was she would like pee a little bit in her underwear, which is, depending on the moment, was sort of m- more than a little bit. Yeah. And then she would like be like, oh no, oh no. And then she'd like go sit on the potty and pee and we had to clean her up. But she... I mean, that's good. It's a step in the right direction, I think. She's recognizing, oh, the, I shouldn't, this is not good. I need yeah, to stop. Yeah, I don't want to pee all over myself. But she doesn't really understand what's happening. So she's like, ow, ow, ow. And I'm like, no, you just don't like having wet pants. She does make a really funny face when she gets <laughs> bow-legged and she goes, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> She did that when I had put a diaper on her because I was trying to get her to nap or something. And she started doing that bow-legged walk <laughs> like she, as if, <laughs> it's like, it was like a, an old like an old comedy where someone's like shitting their pants the way she's like walking like so comedically. And you know goes, those classic old comedies where someone shits their pants. <laughs> it you is like a, a clown Hardy. walk. It's like yeah, yeah. Anyway, she does that and she like had a diaper on and I was like she like didn't remember that she was allowed to pee anymore. Like so yeah. she thought it was all going badly and it was just really funny. Well, this weekend I took them by myself to our friend's house and she used the potty there, a big, big toilet. And I held her and I thought she might panic and revert back in her training. But nope, she was like, I got this big girl, probably because there was a, uh, uh, a younger girl there that I think she's threatened by. So she has to show what a, what an adult she is. Yeah, she was, she's. Dumb, in the past week, she somehow has become way more like outgoing or she's like in this wild t- t- two-year-old phase where she's like testing all the boundaries. Yeah. And she's just like a little bit out of control. Like She was a nightmare tonight <laughs> for a bit. Yesterday, um, she was really difficult at times, but they both were. They, Bryn was perfect traveling i mean he was a little stubborn at first and she was good and then we got in the car and i started doing her seatbelt, and she goes no she does a classic not you go away she's been doing a lot of that just picking random battles and like not wanting to do things that you need to do and she didn't want her seatbelt on and i was like well i'm not playing this game and you're not strong like Brynn, so i'm putting your seatbelt on and then she just lost it yeah i have a recording of her 
she wanted to stay in the car when we got home and I brought her inside and I put her like in her room to calm down. Then she came out and she put her shoes back on. She put her like vest back on her hat back on. And I, I left the room and I came back and she was pulling on her jacket on the hook so hard going, oh uh, go away. And then I took all... a recording of talking to her, asking her if she wanted to go be in the car by herself. And that's what she wanted. She wanted to go be in the car by herself. Yeah. Oh, she's just copying things that Bryn says he wants when he's being difficult. That's exactly right. Yeah. She just, ugh. the, <laughs> The classic, like, toddler move is, like, wanting to wear a coat indoors or not wanting to wear one outdoors. Just, like, the most <laughs> just self-sabotage. Whatever you're trying to get me to do, that's the thing I hate. She and Bryn were taking off their boots at the end of the time. We went to the playground yesterday morning for, like, a long time, which was good because I think they needed to be outside. Yeah. And they, like, were so, like, just would not leave within a regular amount of time. So then... Uh, the obviously we only left when they were like getting like under duress and hungry and they both were like taking off their boots and like walking around in their socks on the cold playground and then they <laughs> like i started trying to get them to leave and maven got really mad and she like when i wasn't when i wasn't looking because i was like helping Bryn, she like ripped her whole coat off and was like angrily throwing it and then she had she like wasn't wearing her hat and then within seconds of doing this in anger i think she became just as angry at how cold she was and she was like <laughs> my hat my hat and she's just kicking and screaming i had to just drag her into the car because i was like i'm not like standing out here while i try to get these clothes on her yeah uh so but then it was just so funny her being in the car cuz she was suddenly so helpless like she just wanted her clothes back on so badly it was just yeah, Bryn at daycare a lot of times he was like, I won't wear my jacket. I'm like, I stopped fighting. I go, okay, fine. I go outside. And then five seconds later, he's like, I'm cold. I'm like, you want your jacket? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Maven in the kitchen tonight, too. I brought her in there. She's like, I want some water. And so it's always, you know, the wrong cup, the wrong plate. So I've learned to get ahead of it. Yeah, I think part I of maybe her. why she might be lashing out is because she got potty trained this week and then in the same week we lost her last pacifier and just gave up on it. And it, yeah. it just unceremoniously, she no longer ha gets to wear diapers or have a pacifier. And I think she's sort of like... Her childhood is gone. Yeah. Her innocence <laughs> she, lost. I think she's like feels a little crazy but doesn't know why. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's like, what is happening? She's lost two of her, her most constant comforts in yeah. life. She, cause I think there's something also, wrapped around her bum and something in her mouth. Yeah. She doesn't want to go to bed. She doesn't want to do anything. She's just like in a mood. Yeah. I brought her in the kitchen and she's like, want some water. I'm like, okay. And I pulled out the pink cup because I know what, I knew that it's what she wanted. No, she's going to want the big pink cup now. And she it's was like, there's no, then she wanted to be on the counter. And I was like, you can't climb the counter. And I was like, fine. Well, you want the pink cup? She's like, I don't want that cup. Like, what cup do you want? And then she was just overwhelmed and couldn't give me a choice. So I finally just picked her up and I stood her on the counter. This is after like five minutes. And then finally she looks in the cabinet and she's like, I want this pink cup. Yeah, of course. And I was like, you mean the one I knew you wanted? Give me a break. <laughs> Boy. So I'm going out of town again mm -hmm. to New Orleans again, shooting a different commercial. Um, I'm going to make a commercial with a professional 
athlete. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Boy, I just made it sound Get like a, excited, I just everyone. made it sound like a real big deal. <laughs> um, Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm leaving you alone for three days. Yeah. Shorter than last time. Yeah. It's just so annoying. It's like... <laughs> There's so many levels of annoyingness to it. It's like the middle of December. Yeah, it's a bad week. It's <laughs> last time I went to New Orleans, you recorded the half the podcast alone. Yeah, are you happy that I can't do this that this time because we don't need an episode yet? Mm, I was really torn in that episode because boy, I like it when people are thinking about me when I'm not there. <laughs> but you know, uh. I'm I'm selfishly excited as always to have a first class ticket by myself. I have no complaints, and we have money to eat food. So they're flying you first class. Yeah, SAG contract, baby. Wow, that's how it works. Incredible. <sighs> well, I'm gonna have fun here, um, trying to drag two kids through the freezing cold. Well, in January you are going to the Cayman Islands without us, just for that's fun. True. So, mm, I don't feel bad. This next segment is called Did You Knows? It's where Peter and I share some parenting information. So, this comes to us actually from a listener who wrote in. And it's a little little weird because she read um, something from Slate's parenting... um, uh, what do you call it? Advice column. Um, so it's a little weird that we're just taking somebody else's parenting advice column. But uh, this writer, Smitty, uh, wrote in and wanted our take on this column. And I thought it was interesting. Um, so we're going to read it. And then, Beth, you've not read this. So I sort of want your cold, hot take, if you will. Uh, okay. Your cold hot take, which I guess will be a warm take. All right. So this is Slate's parenting advice column. This is written by Carvel Wallace. Uh, so here is the person writing in. Uh, I live in a small building, 26 units, with some young families and other singles. We mostly get along very well, except for a family who has two small children, a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy. Sounds familiar. They live across the courtyard from me, and the children are always crying and screaming. The mother is always yelling at them inside their apartment and elsewhere. My next-door neighbor hears the worst of it. The other day, the mother put the girl outside the door and closed it because the child was screaming. She screamed louder. Then the mother took her inside and put her in a room and slammed the door, and the child screamed some more. I don't hear any of it. My neighbor shares a wall, so she does. The neighbors who know about... Uh, this hate what's happening, but don't want to get involved. I think someone has to step up to help these children from being mistreated. I've had family members who were terribly abused and know lots of people who were abused as children as well. As adults, they have said if only someone had said something when they were growing up, how different their lives may have been. Father travels a lot for business and isn't home a lot. He's pretty passive from what I can see. The mother is the screamer and and, uh, he tries to calm her down. She doesn't talk to anyone in the building and is an awful driver, too. She always on her cell phone. Surprise! Even when the kids stuck their heads through the garage gate and almost got their, got beheaded when another neighbor was pulling into the garage. There's a lot of exclamation points in this letter. We're hoping the family <laughs> moves out when the lease expires. 
but that won't end the abuse slash mistreatment. Everyone else is a big fat chick, big fat chicken, and I want to help these kids. Thank you, love noisy neighbor. Uh, do you want to hear the reply, or do you uh, want to reply? Um, maybe just give us the gist of it. I think we okay. Dear noisy neighbor, it's my duty to inform you that while abuse is terrible, there is an alternate explanation for everything in this letter. It's called being a parent with little kids when your co-partner is never around. Here's something you may not may not know about kids. They scream like they are being abused and mistreated <laughs> even when they are not being abused or mistreated. Four-year-old tantrums. Uh, okay, I think yeah. we get the point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is mostly my reaction to the this letter i don't want to like diminish reporting actual abuse but i think in the context of this letter this person hasn't given us any sign that they like are genuinely concerned for the children like i don't know they just seem pissed at their neighbor basically i live in fear that this is what our neighbors think about yeah when they were describing this it sounds like exactly like my sunday with the kids is like I, they're like running down the hill when I'm trying to get them inside. They're both like running in different directions. I have to yell at them. Like they like they're just freaking out. I like if they were a little older or we had like an enclosed outdoor space, I can totally see why I would make them stand outside a door. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like you sometimes you just need to like walk away from them so that they stop like acting up. It's just. Oh, I give them alone time. I was like, you need to calm down. We have a little alone time, but I need alone time so that I I don't murder them. That was the only way I could get them both inside on Sunday was just like it, they were like running all over the place, both like being bad and taking turns running away. And then they were like, you know, like all the way down the hill, which none of our listeners understand what this means, but they, <laughs> you know, the hill, uh, <laughs> they're like, I finally had to just act like I was leaving them both outside and they're like both getting really sad, but it was like the only option of just being, I was like, I'm done. I'm done trying to carry one of you while the other one runs away. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I can't, I mean, I won't, I it's possible that there is something really problematic happening in the situation, but nothing that this person wrote leads me to believe that there is abuse happening. Yeah. And I think the telling details for me is like, if she had been worried about the kid and then like, I've seen these signs, the kid looks sad. Like the, you know what I mean? Like if they felt, if it felt like this was someone who was really picking up on like a core problem, like emotional yeah. problem, then I would be like, Oh, maybe there's abuse there. But like the, <laughs> She's picking out the mom, like, uses a cell phone. Like, it's just like, okay, you just hate this woman. You know, yeah. like. You know, this is, it's it's the uh, road rage culture, you know, of the internet. You know, road rage, you can instantly despise a person because you don't see their face. And so you create a person in your head. And in your head, they are the worst. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also. not face to face, which If she was me. like so concerned for the kids and the situation of like she when she said they almost got decapitated or something by the garage door i didn't really understand what was said there but it seems like the if she cared she would go to the mom and be like hey i'm worried about your kids having this thing happen to them and like what how are you doing you know like <laughs> this is the rest of the advice that's given is like Sounds like this woman could use some support. Maybe you should make friends. Like yeah. introduce yourself. <laughs> I agree, you know, and if there's something 
you know, if there is something terrible going on, uh, that's also the best way to like look into it further is yeah. to introduce yourself, offer help. Um, but yeah, as a, as a parent who might've talked about this on the podcast before, who spent 35 minutes on an airplane holding Bryn's seatbelt on while he screamed, you're hurting me over and over <laughs> and over for half an hour. Yeah. I can understand how it might not sound like what it actually is. Maven was doing that this week where she decided to start saying you're hurting me. And so I had oh. to just not respond to it at all because I was like, this is not something we're going to be saying. I, uh, yeah, you have to ignore that. <laughs> she thinks that it's a tactic. That yeah. We're, we're doomed. <laughs> I was like, you know, I've, Told Bryn, you can't stomp on the floor because the downstairs. I'm sure the downstairs neighbors, neighbors. Yeah, they've been knocking on the ceiling more and more. Just, I, I fully understand. I'm it's, sure it's a nightmare down there. Yeah, but I tell Bryn, I was like, you can't stomp. You know, downstairs they get angry. So Bryn knows that that matters, and he gets upset and he's angry. He now specifically stomps. I was like, it might have been better if I said nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, he's got your dramatic flair for life, so he's going to slam something. He needs to flail a limb in a dramatic way every <laughs> now and again. Yesterday, he actually, he punched the closet, and then he, like, must have hit his knuckle really hard, and he was like, ow. And it was really satisfying for me to be like, yeah, do you understand why we don't just punch things? <laughs> like, it sounds like exactly something I have done in a fight with you. Yeah. Where I've stormed away and punched a bookcase and really hurt my hand. <laughs> uh, oh, we need to talk about my most vulnerable moment. We fight like any other couple. Early on, I think we had our most epic fights where we were figuring out each other's fighting styles. I have no idea where this is going. Uh, this is going to one of my one of my lower moments where. <laughs> I get real. I, I badger like when we're in a fight, I badger you and badger you. And that's like the worst thing to do if you're trying to connect with yeah. Beth. Fun tip, everyone. So, and you will walk away and then I go ballistic. Well, my you. friends and I have been talking about this and it's like, I think men don't understand how terrifying it is when you like corner us physically and just keep doing it over and over again. It's like being hunted and it's like, it's so threatening and, um, I think you're like, oh, why is she not listening to me? And you're just like getting scarier. Fair enough. Um, uh, I well, let's not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna argue with that. But I don't want. I just don't want everyone to think that I'm like cornering you. I know. No, I've, I've I'm like not... walked into doorways. And you felt like get out of, you but it just feels like being cornered when you're like, when someone is like, phys, like you, if someone, if you walk away from someone and they follow you into the other room and then they are blocking the doorway, that's cornering someone like, yeah, well, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I hope not. It's, but anyway, I just wanted to say that cause I think a lot of guys do that and it's just like, they think it's expected that they're like supposed to be aggressive in different situations. Well, there's something about like when we're fighting and you just shut off and literally walk away, my brain explodes. Yeah, but like this goes back to the article that I always reference on Medium called Men Dump Their Anger Into Women. And it's just like women can have feelings like that of rage and not like 
lash out at someone. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying all women and all men, but like men are more likely to be like, oh, I have an emotion. Like someone else needs to help me deal with it. And women are like, oh, this sucks. Now I have to process why this sucks. Like, well, it's taken a decade <laughs> of being with somebody who is 0% receptive to such a thing where, where I, that is, uh, I, Instantly now I know, like, this isn't going to work out for me. I have to just stop. But this is not the point of the story. No, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but... Um, but in one of those moments... It's just a pet moments, peeve I have about, like, a, when I hear a lot of people's relationship problems, it feels like it comes down to a lot of this. is just being, like, badgered and, like, it's just very frustrating. But every couple has to... You have to figure... You have to learn. You have to learn that. Anyway, I think we were answering a question about... Anyway, uh, my point was we were in a big fight (laughs) and you walked away and I had a wine glass in my hand. And I literally said, don't... And I was like so frustrated. I go, don't walk away. And I accidentally hit the wine glass on the table. No, you like squeezed it. While also squeezing, it was the bottom of it hitting the table. And the whole thing shattered in my hand. And I looked down in shock and there is... A significant amount of blood instantly running down my hand and you were gone and I'm looking at it still enraged but now very vulnerable and I in my smallest voice just called out I need help <laughs> you came back in and you I'm had a flash so of mad at you. fear and then a tiny bit of pity and then just such resentment so that you needed stupid. that it's you needed so to then take care of to me. do stuff like that it's just like <laughs> well it's been a while since i've broken myself or an object out of anger i know <laughs> anyway <clears throat> my son anyway, anyway. So Brin well, was thanks freak- for bringing up that fun fond memory <laughs> it was a shameful it was a shameful moment it was a low moment <laughs> anyway I, so Bryn back was, to why we're not abusing our kids <laughs> but Bryn was so angry the other day and he he can be a little he can do a little bit of hitting sometime and was like not a big thing so i brought him into the other room to calm him down and i tried something i never did before which i was just like i was on the bed and he was there and i go you know what i like to do when i'm angry and then i punched the pillow really hard and he was like it was like it wasn't like scary. It was not really hard. I like hit it a, enough for him to be like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "That makes me feel better." And I saw his whole face change. <laughs> and I was like, I hit it a few more times. I was like, "That makes me feel less angry." And I was like, "You want to try?" And he's like, shook his head eagerly, and he started punching the pillow. You're gonna have to get him like a punching bag now. Yeah, and then honestly, I wouldn't mind if he had an outlet for this because he clearly just has like a need. <laughs> He need he lives in his body. <laughs> he needs to just he needs to just dance. Yeah. Dance it out. <laughs> anyway, being a parent is hard. Go make friends with a parent who's having a hard time. <laughs> Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day. 
day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This next segment is called Would You Knows? This is where Peter, or a listener, presents us with a hypothetical parenting situation, and we have to discuss how we deal with it. We do. And by we, we mean you, Beth. (laughs) So we got a would you knows. It's been a little while since we've would you knowsed it. And uh, this one comes to us from a listener from England named Charles. Hi, Beth and Peter. Hello from rainy London. I'm actually American, but have uh, been living in London for about 15 years, where I met my beautiful English wife. And we now have an amazing four and a half year old daughter with a mishmash American slash English accent. Uh, then some more nice things and a part where he supports the idea of a Beth button that I will skip. <laughs> and We'll he, come back to that. Uh, nope. And then he says, love the parenting hypothetical. Peter-sized Bryn is a classic. That is a classic. Check out that episode. Don't know which one it's on. Here's one for you. This is the Marty McFly conundrum. Situation. You have access to a time-traveling DeLorean or Honda Fit. Those of you laughing, you're real fans. uh, That you could use for just one trip. You both decide to use that trip to visit your kids in the future. While there, you see that one or both of your children are about to make what you feel is a huge life mistake. You only have enough time there to try to stop them from making said mistake or do nothing and observe. Either way, you have to go straight back to your original time. Otherwise, you might slightly destroy the space-time continuum slash collapse the universe slash end civilization slash fall into a plot a plot hole, etc. A plot hole. It's hard to understand. This means you don't know what will happen if you don't get involved. You also don't know what will happen if you do. I have to say, I don't understand this hypothetical at all. You, you're you <laughs> going into the future to maybe prevent your kid from making a 
vague yeah. life mistake. You're going into the future just to check it out. But when you get there, you see Bryn and Maven are about to make a choice that you feel <laughs> is terrible. Just a vague bad choice. What could the choice possibly be? Okay. Like, you know only what? murder? Before They're about can... to murder someone. Before you go on, <laughs> I... you have to listen to the rest of this. Okay. Because uh, it addresses what you're doing right now. Question. Do you intervene and prevent them from making what you perceive as a big mistake or do you let it happen and hope that you raise them well enough to deal with adversity and learn from their mistakes? Beth, no picking it apart on technical grounds <laughs> or invoking multiverse theory. Just go with it. Anyway, thanks for all the laughs. Hope you keep it going. All the best to both of you and your kids. Charles. Um. That being said, you do raise some good questions. I'm just trying to wrap my head around what this hypothetical implies about my kid. Like, if they're terrible, it's like, I don't know. There's nothing I can do to change the fact that they've apparently become terrible people. Well, I think, not to not to pull a Beth here, <laughs> but you go into the future to see that they're about to make a terrible mistake that will impact the further future. And you have a choice then and oh, there. Oh, the mistake is not about their lives. It's about the future it's of about, the world. No, 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 no. It's about them. It's their <laughs> lives. But they're going to make... You go to the future to see them about to make a choice that <laughs> may theoretically ruin the rest of their life. And that's the moment you have to decide you whether... You just given an example of what this really is. You should have. But then, do you do nothing and go back? But my question is... Why wouldn't you do nothing because you don't want to mess with time and then go back to your original time and then raise your kids telling them, hey, if this thing ever comes up, don't do it. Yeah, that's what I don't understand is like the fact that you're trying to prevent something in the future. Like it doesn't make any sense that time like (laughs) if it was a real Marty McFly, you'd have to go to the past. Uh, Oh, boy. Oh, well, (laughs) we are nitpicking. We're doing exactly it's hard. What kind of mistake is it? Is like if we what if we went to the future and we're in Brynn Mavron's room and Brynn's like, "All right, see, we're gonna rob this diamond uh, store, Maven, and here's my plan. Nothing will go wrong." It or is just, it like I'm gonna marry Karen? She's terrible. It just to me feels like any choice they make is gonna be for the purpose of like learning a life lesson, and I don't like they're. They just need to have that experience. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, how old are they? Are they adults? In which case, it's their problem. We know we did yeah. our job. Yeah. I mean, unless they're like literally just going to f- trip off a sidewalk and fall into like an evil robot's mouth or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that's the decision they're about to make. Wait, wait, wait. I need to picture this scene where <laughs> they're on a sidewalk. And just off the sidewalk is, I assuming, like a precipice or a manhole. Yeah. And in the manhole is just a giant robot with his mouth agape well, the, waiting for someone to fall in. It's not necessarily a manhole. It could just be like a hole where that the, the grates are or like in the future, evil robot dogs from the subways and it's like a population control, like victim blaming thing they've made up. <laughs> Um, and they're just constantly like eating holes up through the street <laughs> that are they're like the- no they're they're held in pins so they're not like roving wild but if you fall in it's considered your fault they're held in pins like pens oh like, pens like <laughs> in a pen uh, I don't want to keep explaining it I think it's really obvious to everyone else but the pens the robot dog <laughs> pens are are 
underground with a hole big enough that you could fall off a sidewalk. It's really it's going to weed out all the people that are on their phones while they walk down the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead, Charles, and say <laughs> without a concrete example of what exactly the bad decision is, um, I'm going to say we let them make their own life choices. And then we go back in time and then change the way we parent so that they wouldn't even consider such a thing. <laughs> Didn't think of that. Or does that mess with the time-space continuum? I don't care. You can mess with the time-space continuum if it affects the future. It hasn't happened yet. Just don't mess with the past. Yeah. I just... I don't think we have nearly as much control as we think we do, even if we do have time travel abilities. You know? It's going to happen. Yeah. No. I. The robots are coming. I can barely plan tomorrow. <laughs> I gotta say, Christmas shopping presents. I'm more. I'm on top of it, but boy, this is a struggle you and I have every year. Where I say, "Please get ahead of it," so that I don't have to hear about it on December 23rd. Yeah, as you're scrambling to print something on a printer that has no ink. But I gotta say, flying in New Orleans has really thrown a wrench in my plans. But I'm still more. Oh, ahead you of mean schedule. your plans to put it off until the last minute and keep saying you're on top of it <laughs> to do this? I'm still more ahead of it than I've ever been. Okay. Um, anyway, Charles, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, Beth needs incredible specifics in a would you know scenario. Here's everyone's homework. Uh, you also wanted specifics. You're just making me sound like the difficult one. Cause you're not, you're not answering his question. It's true. <laughs> I'm giving Charles a note, but I'm blaming you for the note. Charles, I'll give it to you straight. Your question needed specifics. <laughs> okay. It was a good first draft. I want someone's homework is to write us an insanely specific <laughs> would you know scenario it, where Beth yeah. can't nitpick anything. And it has to have time travel, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, that's a new rule. <laughs> no, whatever it is, I want you to paint a picture. Uh, let's get some real writers out there to go for it. And uh, next week, we'll read some, some uh, beautiful prose. Anyway, would we stop knows. them? Maybe. I don't know what they do. <laughs> Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. 
Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now it's time for Listener's Wanna Knows. This is where we take an email and read it and discuss. Beth, you have one. Yes. um, This is a listener who wrote in in response to our... uh, gender discussion i'm trying to remember what we were actually talking about last week i i was changing a diaper and oh, some anatomy questions training. came up and i with no preparation once whatsoever for the first time explained genitalia to my kids <laughs> yeah okay, not so. having thought it through yeah so this listener says I am the mother of a 4.5-year-old transgender daughter. I had never knowingly met, although I obviously did without being aware of it, a transgender person before my daughter. She has changed my world in such an amazing way. I spend so much of my life advocating for her now. As a shortened backstory, she was born without incident, and we were told she was a boy based on her anatomy. We raised her as a boy until she was about 22 months old, And she started showing us in a million little ways that only became more and more obvious as time went on that she's actually a girl. I put as a boy in quotes because raising babies and toddlers by gender is a very loose guideline. Basically, we dressed her in typical boy clothes. We never instilled strict gender roles on either of our kids. We also have a 2.5-year-old cisgender, as far as we can tell so far, daughter. Such as girls get... Oh, sorry. Such as... Sorry, this is wrong on a sentence. But we never instilled gender roles such as... Girls get these toys and boys get these toys. By age three, she told us a dozen times a day that she was a girl and would correct us if we said anything that gendered her as a boy. What a smart boy you are. You're such a funny boy, etc. Within two months of her exclaiming her gender dozens of times a day, we allowed her to pick out a dress at a store. Within four months of her insistence, consistence, and persistence, we allowed her entire wardrobe to be picked out by her in the girl section at the store. By age 3.5, we changed her pronouns to she, her, and we changed the spelling of her name to be more feminine. By age four, I was applying for a legal name change and gender marker change on all her legal documents so that she could enter kindergarten as her true self without a trail of documents denying her identity. She never once strayed from her insistence of her gender identity. This extremely shortened version of her story does not even touch on my story and my husband's story on how difficult this journey was for us along the way. Although we are 100% supportive and affirming and she'll never know what it's like to be denied for years or even decades of her true identity like so many other transgender kids are. I'm writing to thank you so... Uh, sorry, I'm writing to thank you for including so many marginalized groups in your discussions, especially transgender people. Exposure to the normality of marginalized people's existence will slowly but surely normalize my own daughter's existence. I spend an inordinate amount of time worrying about what she'll encounter in her future. Now is a better time to grow up transgender than any other generation before, but still we are probably three to four decades away from the acceptance level gay people have right now, which isn't even where it should be either. 
I did have one note for you based on this latest episode, Resistance Being, that I'm sure did not cross your mind as cisgender people, but deserves a mention. When talking about Maven and her potty training with both your kids, it's important as the woke parents you are not to say or confirm the statement that girls have vaginas and boys have penises. That kind of statement could put a child like mine at risk even in preschool, but especially kindergarten and grade school when kids get a little more understanding about people's bodies. In my family, we say some girls have vaginas and some have penises. We don't even use most instead of some because every single thing I instill in my children, particularly my transgender daughter, makes a huge difference. One simple statement could give her dysphoria of her body that could make her want to self-harm as young as five to six years old, not to mention that scary stuff that could happen at an older age. She is, much, is, she is as much a girl as her likely cisgender sister and her genitals don't deny her of her identity. Anyway, I think I'll, I'll end there because I think that last point was the one I really want to talk about, which is that um, the statistics she was quoting about what this could cause a transgender mm-hmm. kid to do or feel about themselves at such a young age, I think was, um, it's upsetting to hear, but I think... I was like, oh, okay, this is like something we should all be more aware of so that we can be more cognizant of how we talk about these issues. Yeah. Um, I was so happy this person wrote in because it was, it's just something I've, I've spent a fair amount of time thinking about, um, um, working in with story pirates where we, we serve every kind of kid there is in, including transgender kids. And through that work, um, you know, I think when I first started doing it, I was 22. It was just like, yeah, we do. You know, we're just having fun up here. And then the more you do this, you, you meet kids. And uh, as as we build, do the kind of work that I do, I, whenever we're making choices for stories we're performing, we have to remind ourselves, like, okay, what if I'm this kind of kid and I'm listening to this story? Uh, what does this kind of message say to... Uh, a, a gay child or a, a child with uh, a, a missing limb or an overweight child or someone who's a minority, you know? Um, yeah, I feel kind of, sort of feel the same way about performing in comedy or writing comedy over the last few years. It's like it um, – if you care about these issues, you become aware of sort of like what you're – work might unintentionally be implying or saying. And I think it can feel oppressive to like particularly white people to have to like learn about other people's <laughs> oppression. And like uh-huh. we, uh, you know, sometimes like bristle at it, but over time you start to realize it's just like very useful information to have so that uh-huh. you can be like, like a better citizen of the world and like just connect more with the people around you and like understand what they're going through you know it doesn't Mm -hmm. like take that much effort to just like listen when people are upset you know well especially through the lens of comedy where as you become a more mature person and comedian you start to realize you know obviously that jokes where the joke is simply pointing out that someone is different which is a lot more comedy than you might expect like that's not cool to like make an arbitrary fat joke and where the joke is like, Oh, you're fat. That's shameful. Uh, you can talk about heavy topics and subjects and sensitive things in comedy, 
so long as it's uh, speaking to the irrational behavior uh, yeah. surrounding such things. Anyway, going back to the listener email, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the I thought this was just a really inter- like I I really appreciate the way this person laid it out so clearly um, and thoughtfully for in not in. Uh, any kind of like blamey way. It was just like she's calmly presenting the facts and um, I, said this, I said this before. I think like it, someone in this situation who heard, I mean, I don't think you did anything particularly triggering in what you said, but I can understand why she would be like, hey, like that's something you want to be aware of. Um, she, it was very nice of her to not um, sort of send a more upset email. Yeah, well, I it, it was obviously something that um, I have actually thought about this of how I would explain this to yeah. my kids so that I, it was inclusive and it wasn't so you know strictly binary. But I didn't have a plan. And in the yeah. moment it came up, it was them bringing it up and me just being like, boys, penises, girls, girl vagina. Well, that's what I really appreciate about this um, email is just like it sort of gives us a game plan where we just – to be – honest had done like i think i knew in my head like uh-huh. oh we'll try to be like honest with our kids about their genitals and not like make them feel shame around them or whatever but i didn't really like think about how that me discussing their genitals would impact the people around them in the future which is yeah. like a useful thing to know you know because what i have in that moment have taught them is that it's this or this so if somebody doesn't fit one of those two things i have taught my children that 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 they're wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like, and especially kids of that age, they want to categorize and they want to know that these are the options. And when you meet somebody that doesn't fit their options, they're going to ridicule them without even realizing they're ridiculing them. Yeah. But I think it's honestly just something they're only just noticing. Like, <laughs> yes. But here's the big thing that I, I was writing to somebody. Uh, I forget, but it's, it's a lot of the times I think parents, can be so scared of getting it wrong. And I think it is great to be aiming to sort of uh, be open-minded and grow and like, quote unquote, get it right. And, you know, in this situation, I was like, oh yeah, you know what? I I like this, the way she spelled it out. That's how I should have done it. But you have a lifetime to get this right. Yeah. That was not the f- only opportunity I have to explain this to my kids. And yeah. it won't be the last time. Yeah, no. And I think like the sort of threats that she mentioned about um, trans kids, you know, applies mo- obviously more if your kid is trans and you need to s- set that example for them. Obviously, we all should be striving to, but I think it's mm-hmm. like if you're picking up on your kid, uh, like, I don't know. Have uh, identifying as a girl or whatever. I don't know. You just. I mean that if you have never, if you don't have anybody who has experienced that, or you really haven't heard about that, and your child is experiencing that, I can imagine that that is a stressful thing for a yeah. parent who feels like they're doing something wrong. Well, and, and you need every, to hear those stories to realize it's okay. Every case of those stories I've heard has been a child like this one, where it's just they're just constantly insisting on this as their identity over a long period of time. Like kids do have phases and say things they don't understand, but like if they're feeling something for like an entire year at a, at such a young age, like that feels like a pretty core 
yeah. part of their identity. That's a really common story for that at least that I have heard for transgender kids. It's not every yeah. transgender kid. But it, I think it's story, it's but. good for us to all know about this because I think you know when it, we're overhearing those like kids have those conversations about like girls do this and boys do that like I don't think you have to like shove it down their throats but you can just like quietly correct them and like move along and you mm-hmm. know what I mean like it's just um yeah if you like lecture these things angrily at kids I think they'll <laughs> shut down a little yeah but it's incredible i mean this is not a hot take but it is incredible how much this has become a part of the national conversation in such a short period of time the fact that like the new roseanne which is now not roseanne the connors where one of the grandkids is uh is uh uh i don't i don't know what the label is yeah it is transgender uh um but like certainly gender fluid character on a network comedy um is is exciting yeah and i think those representations will probably get more sophisticated as time goes on in terms of portraying like that actual experience because i think like when this listener says she's like not telling half the story of like what she and her husband went through it's like oh yeah there's like a whole story there to be told i think of like people's anxieties around stuff like like it's 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 not something you uh, that we obviously want to judge, but you can acknowledge that it's a struggle for people to like get on board with things that they haven't been raised with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like our struggle now is like how do we create this culture where it's like, yeah, you're just raised with this and we're not. Like, yeah. How do we erase these behaviors ingrained in us? Uh, well... Thank you, Jennifer. Um, that is uh, appreciated and needed perspective um, that, uh, that we thank you for. This has been Listeners Wanna Knows. This has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. That's Beth Newell. If you want to reach out, send us a question, a story, some advice, you can email us at weknowspod at gmail.com or find us on the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at weknowspod. You can also leave us a voicemail at 347-384-7396 if you'd like to record your question. Um, We'd love that. You, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, Please. It really, really helps us out. Please. (laughs) That's, don't, don't whine. Um, Our theme song is by Mates of State. Check them out. Uh, I'm going to go get on a plane. I love you, Beth. Bye. Me. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. 
Exclusions apply. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.